God is good. Amen? All right. Let's pray again, you guys, just to uh, get the donuts and the sugar out of me so that I don't speak in tongues. Like, what? He's done? Father God, again, we just thank you. And as, as we transition into your word and just opening up the scriptures and, and what you have for us today, Father, you are so powerful and so amazing. Each one of us tell a story. Each one of us have a testimony. Each one of us can identify a place where you were in our lives, a moment, Lord, that you have touched us and, and repeated moments where you have used us, Lord. And today, I just pray that that love that emboldens every single one of us to go out and to share your word but would be solidified today, Father, that your foundation of what you've done for us and how it penetrates our heart and how it buckles our knees, Father, how amazing you are would come out today. And Father, we would leave this place just that much closer to you and reaching for the next moment. Father, seeking it out just as you did as you walked this earth. Father, we love you and we praise you. We give you this time in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> well, today I'm teaching because this is an absolute conspiracy to keep the Wheatleys away from Sam. They have visited the church, I think, three times now, and Sam has not been here. So... <laughs> What's really going on is we have, you know, cameras outside of their house, and depending on which way they turn to come to church, we, you know, select someone to speak. So just so you guys know, he should be back next Sunday. We won't let him leave. Call us ahead of time. We'll give you the schedule. <laughs> just kidding. Um, Sam actually was called away um, to go and help out Jordan, who, uh, you know, basically got admitted to the hospital. So Sam and Kareen had to go and, you know, take care of their family, their, their son. He lives in Texas and works in Louisiana. And, um, you know, Jordan and his wife needed them to come. And the leadership here was like, get out of here. You know, I mean, he actually, he was like, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'll be back on Thursday, maybe. And we basically told him, look, don't come back until you're done. You know, we can handle, you know, a, a Thursday night and a Sunday night or a Sunday and um, we want you to just go and bless your family. And uh, Michael was scheduled to be teaching today anyway. Uh, he was going to go through a series, so I don't know if he will be back next week anyway. Um, and then, you know, Mike Turner had his baby. So that was unexpected. I think on Wednesday they went in early, and um, basically he was supposed to teach, and I said, hey, you know what? We'll take care of you too, all right? So the, the, on, the only thing I can do is tell you... Next week, I'm going to have tambourines on my knees and a harmonica right here, and um, I'm going to recruit whoever walks in first to help. So anyway, no, it's, it's a blessing, and you know, as this, this um, transition happened this week, it, it really got me thinking about the moments that God uses us and the moments that, that are in our lives that are just absolutely incredible. Um, and each one of us here has a story. Each one of us has a moment and, and a lot of times we have several moments. We have hundreds of moments where God has used someone in our life or we have been able to minister to someone in their life, in their time of need. And that moment can change everything. Do you agree with that? I mean, I can think of the moments where, like for instance, I'll tell you one. You know, when I started singing, you know, with Sam um, years ago, I think it was, I don't even remember when it was. I think it's been 17, 
18 years, something like that. Started singing, and you know, Sam had pulled me aside, and he said, hey, man, you need to play guitar. I didn't play guitar. He said, you just need to play guitar. You, you, you could lead worship one day. And I, you guys, I was so far from that. It wasn't even funny. Um, bless the guys on the baseball team, Mario and, and uh, Gil were there, you know, like, okay, I'll try to do this, and, and we worked through it or whatever. But, you know, that moment changed us. And as, as Sam has been teaching um, through the series of, of who this church is and, and who this gathering and this community is, you know, emboldening one another to go and proclaim Jesus Christ and to go out and to, to be who Christ is to others is, is the spirit of mission, is the spirit of this, this fellowship, is the spirit of this gathering. And today I would just want to talk to you a little bit about moments and the moments that we have, our life and that one moment that changes everything in your life and in someone else's life, and they continue and continue and continue. So today we're going to start reading 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, just to get the foundation of, of where these moments come from and why you would step out and have that moment and how fear plays a part of you know, your thought process as we, as we step out. And you guys know this, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another. Now, church, this is to us. You're called believers. Let us love one another. And when you love, you love like crazy, right? Let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this love of God was manifest toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. In this love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, then we ought to love one another. God is the foundation. Through His Son, Jesus Christ, and Him coming displayed love and, and took that sin, that covering for us and, and was embodied to take and be the sacrifice for us, for each one of us. That moment in time changed the whole world and everything in it. It was a personal moment for each and every one of us. And if we love God, if we know who God is, if we are professing Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, then we are in that family. Then we have that love. And now it, that it's manifest in us, not because of what we've done, but because of what God has done, moments are created. Moments when we can believe and we can say to ourselves and to others, hey, I know something that I need to tell you. I want to take you somewhere that is so important, so good, that it's overwhelming. You don't understand my situation. Yes, I do. I know there's hardship. I know there's difficulty. I know there's testing. I know there's trials. That's all been told to us that it would happen. So now what? But there's love. Love is that foundation. And as someone invests in us and steps out and says those things to us and says to us, hey, I love you and I just want to share you this. I want to tell you this. I want to encourage you in this. It changes their whole world. If God had not come, this would not we would not have what we have now. 
If whoever told you about Jesus Christ had never got on their knees and prayed and said, I really am praying for this person and I'm really wanting this person to know you and I'm really praying, Lord, that you use me to touch this person and on my knees I'm giving them over to you and I'm saying by name who they are and that we want them to be in the fold, we want them to be in the kingdom of God, we want them to have salvation and eternal life, we want them to have everything that you have for us, God, because we know you are good and when we call out, you show up. If they hadn't have spent that moment in time, where would you be? Where would I be? We don't know. But we know that God is good. Beloved, let us love one another as, as, as Christ loved, as God has loved us. See, no one has seen God, verse 12, at any time. If we love one another... God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. And by this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us his spirit. And we have not seen and testified, and, and have we seen, and we have, I'll get it right, and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son as Savior to the world. Whoever confesses Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, verse 17, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not made, been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Those epic moments that have happened in our life are all through scripture as well. You know, we, we make things personal, of course, because that's who we are. And we expect things um, as we go out and create moments. We expect payback. And, you know... The payback that we have as we love is that Christ sees what we do. And that as you look around and you have invested in people's lives that are out here, you see the fruits of their labor. You see what's happening in their life. And you have partaken in those simple moments. And you have partaken in those simple things. You know, when, when people invest in others, there's great benefits. And through the whole series and what Sam is saying and, and, and what he has said to us is if you have that in you, that desire to go and change or to, to be something or to do something or to change people's lives, go and do it. Go and do it repeatedly. And then if you need help or you need prayer or you need something else, guess what? We're here. Your family is here to come alongside you and to, to pray with you and to guide you and to just lift it up. And just see what God is going to do. You know, all through the scriptures you have examples of people who just did what they felt. You know, Sam touched on it a little bit a couple weeks ago. Philip with the Ethiopian. He's walking down the road and here's a guy reading. And he gets involved. How do you do that? Do you do that? Do I do that on a daily basis? Do we get involved in people's life? 
What distracts us is we're too busy to get involved. We're too busy to say, hey, wait, this guy might need me or this person might need something. But yet that tug on our heartstring happens. God touches us and says, hey, I want to do this for you. I want you to go and do that. I want you to, yeah, but God, you know, I don't understand. That's probably exactly what it sounds like to God. (laughs) Get up and do it. You know, how many times do people come up to us and, hey, man, you know, I just lost my apartment and, you know, two weeks ago and, you know, whatever. And, you know, me personally, you know, you get gas at the same time. You're like, hey, you told me that story a month ago. Wait a minute. What? And then, you know, you cast judgment on them and then you're just over it. And, you know, we turn it off and we're done. And then your wife's with you the one time that he asks and you're like, no, dude, I ain't got nothing. See you later. Bye bye. And she's like, you should really give him the five bucks you have in your pocket. How do you know I have five bucks in my pocket, number one? And number two, um, why would I give it to him? I've heard that story twice. I'm just kidding about the money thing. It's kind of an inside joke with my wife and I. You know, slide the card. I got a big gulp. What are you doing at 7-Eleven? I thought you took your lunch today. Online banking is not the best thing in the world for guys. You ladies probably love it, but guys, not so much. Anyway... But those moments, and then you sit in the car and you're like, yeah, why am I saying no? Because I'm selfish? Why wouldn't I just bless that guy just because? Because God has blessed me. Like, I didn't earn anything that I've received from God. I didn't show up and God go, you know what, you're worth this. I'm going to, you know, invest this much in you and, you know, my dividends and all that stuff is going to be great. You know, and I came in and said, God, look at me, I'm the greatest catch ever. And I got, you know my portions that way. No, I was a beggar just like that person. Probably worse off because I thought I had it all together. Why do we do that? And those times where we minister that you just say, hey, boom, here you go. One time I was at the store and I don't know what was us, but I did have a couple dollars in my pocket and my daughter was with me. And someone had asked and I was just in that spirit of God for that brief second, not that I'm ever like that, but in that brief second, and I just pulled it out and gave him whatever it was. And it was not a dollar. It was a couple dollars, you know, I think five or $10 bill or whatever, which is very, you know, I I keep my burger bucks in my jeans. Um, But my daughter said to me, that was really nice. And that moment changed everything for me and her and our relationship. And that moment, love was displayed with no strings attached, and the child saw it. And that made the difference probably in her life in how things are done. She hasn't seen me the 1,100 times that I haven't done it. She saw me the one time that I did do it, and it blessed her, and it really blessed me. And those moments now... And we have no idea how it blessed the person, you know, that it was given to because we're kind of selfish like that. It's all about me. It's all about this. Look what I've done. I've given this and I've done that. And now I'm a hero in my daughter's eyes and all that. And it's all about me. And I didn't even think about that guy. And yet the moments that change people's lives are so much like that to where we out of the goodness of our heart or out of the charity or out of the spirit of God in that one second, go ahead and throw it out in faith and say, here, it's all yours. 
and it blesses someone tremendously and you have no idea how it changes their life. Only God knows. And yet in our spirit and in what is going on in this gathering, in this community, is, is that, that change for a dollar. Let's go bless someone with whatever you have on you. How that blesses many, many people and we have no idea. A story. I don't know why Elijah's been on, on my brain and, and the things that he's done, but just through the turmoils and the things that have been going on through the, through the church and then just the, the people that have just you know, had some problems going on, um, you know, you get involved in these things and you're just like, God, what are you doing? You know, holy, you know, holy smokes, like, really? I mean, is this, like, wow, I mean, what's up? And what gives me great comfort is I know that God is working because, because there's struggles and because there's, there's difficult times. And it, it causes us to crawl. As a community, as a person, you get these calls and you see people in anguish and in just turmoil and just, you know, the prayers of their hearts just grip you and it brings you to your knees and you know that without God we have nothing and that through God's love we have everything. And how do we walk that faith out and work that faith out? And you guys, it's, it's by totally being connected with God and praying and giving it over and, and just completely being in the spirit of God to just give and give and give and give. And a lot of that, you guys, is not financial. It's all about prayer. It's all about lifting that person up in that moment and just co- completely giving them to God and saying, you know, I don't, I don't even need to know what the details are. All I know is you are God and I want you to touch that person like you have touched me. That's the prayer that brings us to our knees. That's the love that we can have when we just get on that prayer chain and say, I'm not going to stop I'm never going to stop. If it takes seven times for the rain to come, I'm going to wait and I'm going to pray 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 and I'm going to pray. In Kings chapter 18, 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah calls fire down, consumes the altar. There was a famine in the land because they were worshiping idols. Other gods, polytheistic, I think that's what the big $10 term is that I looked up, had to look up the definition because I'm just not that smart. But this group, they worshipped all the gods. They had no problem with God either. The God of Elijah, they didn't have any problem with them. Baal and, and God of Elijah were on equal planes. So God said, you know what? That's your God? I'm cutting off the water. Three years of drought, three years of famine, three years of just pestilence and craziness, the people never cried out to God. They never cried out to the true and living God. Elijah comes along and he says, okay, I want you guys to call yourselves together. We're going to have a little demonstration. We're going to have a little test. Your God that hasn't provided anything for you in three years and my God. And we're going to throw the gauntlet down and see who's the real God. 
And so they do this, 450 prophets of Baal, you know, cutting themselves and going crazy, make the altars, do all this stuff for hours and hours, calling out on God and, and on their gods, and, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. People got disinterested. Elijah says, hey, get everybody together again. Now listen, you guys, there's only one God. You guys have two opinions, but there's only one God. And God, Elijah calls on God. He brings fire down, consumes the whole altar. Everything's amazing. The ground shakes, and it's just a revival. Oh my gosh, there is the real, true, and living God. And the people say, this is God. This is God. And Elijah tells the king, go back. Go back home. Rain's coming. Hasn't rained in three years. Just that faith of saying, hey, my God knows, and the rain is going to come. And he goes into his wherever he goes to pray. I guess he didn't have a room, but wherever he was where he was praying, and he, he gets down on his knees and he prays. You know, send the rain, Lord. And he tells his servant, go out and look. Check out the clouds. See what's going on. First time, nothing. No report. Down again. Praise. He does this seven times. The servant comes back, says, hey man, it's my translation, okay? There's a cloud. It's about the size of my hand out there. And he goes, hey, go tell the king to go home. It's raining and it's going to be raining. And that night, crazy rain. The moment, that moment changed that whole time. Elijah, obviously, prophet of God, amazing guy, right? Just a man. What is God putting in our heart? That's what Sam is calling us out to do. Each one of us have something that we can do to further the kingdom of God. Each one of us have a plan and a purpose. Each one of us have moments. There's one coming up in 60 seconds. There's another one after that. There's another one after that. And if you let one go by and do nothing, that's all right, because there's another one coming. When are we going to step into the moments that really change our life and change someone else's life? That's the question. We have moments all the time that are epic. You know, you can think of when you got married, what an epic moment that was. What a, epic's my new word. Josh walks around the, the house saying epic. I don't know where he got that from. Probably iCarly or something. But, you know, these moments, you know, marriage, you get married, that's, that's just a crazy moment. And we build up for that, that one moment of I do's and woo, and, and, but then there's so many other moments that have so much depth and meaning. You know, when we have our kids, those are moments, those are epic moments, those are incredible times where we're just like, changes your whole life, changes your whole focus. And it draws you to your knees. It draws you to a place where I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea how to do this, but I know that I have faith in God and God, you're going to work in this. And things happen through those moments and lives are touched and your daughter looks up at you and says, that was really, really nice. And it's a moment that is imprinted in your life forever. There are moments when there's extreme difficulties that you just do not understand why this happened. But yet we know God. And that's the only thing that we can cling to. That's the only thing that we have is to know God 
And it's on our knees in those moments that God shows up to us and says, I am here with you. To the ends of the earth, I am here with you. You can't be snatched out of my hands. I have you and I will not let you go. Trust me. And you pray seven times and seven times and seven times. And then there's a cloud like the size of your hand that you see hope. And then after that, you see God's glory and how glorious he is, how inspiring God can be in our lives. And without those times, our life would just be blah, in my opinion. You know, there was a story of a wealthy man and some lady said, he overheard someone say, you know, all I need is a thousand dollars and I would be so content. thousand dollars and I'd be content. And the guy having a little bit of money says, you know what? I've never been content in my life. I've never seen anyone content in my life. I'm going to give you the check for a thousand dollars just so I can see someone who's content. She was amazed. And as he walked away, she told her friend, I should have asked for two. (laughs) And that's exactly the way that we are, all of us, not realizing the moments that are so precious that you and I have to partake in someone's life. You know, it says in the scripture here, don't fear. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that is the thing that stops me dead in my tracks most of the time before you say something to someone that you don't know. Hey, well, have you considered Jesus? Hey, have you? I mean, you know, like I'm kind of a salesman, so it's like, you know, what's the tagline? How do I get in? I need, I need an in, you know, or whatever. But um, what is it that stops us from saying that when we have the truth of what God has done in us? What is it? Well, today I want to challenge you and me to just take that moment and be bold. Crazy bold. Can you do it? Sure you can. Will you do it? Will we do it? That's the question, huh? What makes the difference? God is love in our life. God is so good and so powerful in our life. God can do amazing things. Look around this room. Every single one of us has a crazy story of how God has repeatedly, time and time again, been faithful. That's one. That's the craziest thing ever. Sometimes when I'm texting Sam, you know, and encouraging him or saying something, you know, something shared and I shares back to him or whatever, sometimes I'll put from your three-fingered worship leader. You know, like, put it in perspective, man. God uses whatever you got. And it's not by what I am. It's just because God has put something in our hearts, in our minds, that you cannot not do it. You cannot not serve God. Like, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? You have to do this. Even if you go away and, and you're finding the other things or looking for the other things, there's no contentment out there. But when God grips your heart and touches you in such a way and he allows you to go and experiment with whatever it is that you, you go and experiment with, when you come to him and you sit at your feet and you get on your knees and you are crawling, he is there. That's why that song, I love that song so much. Probably play it way too much, but you guys are going to have to get over it till I get over it. 
something will come along later. So, But, you know, you're good and you're here and this is what it's all about. It's not about me. It's all about you. It's all about what you're going to do. And it's all about those simple moments where we can change someone's life. How many times do you just step out in faith and do it? How many times this week have we invited someone to church, to a concert, to coffee? It doesn't have to be. Don't start out big. You know, if you need to take small steps, coffee's cool. Hey, let's go to coffee. Let's go talk. Let's go have a burger. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And then get that dialogue started and listen to them. It's not about your agenda. How many times has that moment been for you when someone just heard you? They didn't do anything but listen. That's some of the most powerful moments in in life. Wait a minute. I really don't have to do anything but listen. You don't have to have a solution. You don't have to have the answer. You just have to be there. Because listen, when someone really pours out their life on you, you will not have the answer. You're just going to be like me. That's crazy. When I say that, I have no idea what I need to say. Just, wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. I wish I had more depth of words or whatever, but in my limited vocabulary, that's all I've got. But, but I know God. And if that door is open, I can pray with them. That's simple. If that's all I can do, that's something. And how many of those moments do you have? So today, you are to be emboldened to go out to listen. To maybe speak. To maybe share. We can fill in the blanks all over the place. The blessing of the burritos. Someone brought burritos this morning. Wow. That was the moment that we here who set up and did whatever, we're blessed by. Nobody asked, just happened. How cool is that? To just bless. When they bring the donuts, praise God for the donuts, has changed the whole service. But you know what? This is family, and this is what it's about. Those moments that we can be together in fellowship. The 10-minute break. Very uncomfortable at first if you come here for the first time. You're like, dude, oh my gosh, I don't know any of these people and they're all going to be all weird on me and, you know, they're going to be dancing around and whatever. But it's that moment, that 10 minutes where you can say, hey, what's going on? How's it going? How are you? Who are you? What can I do for you? You know, just listening. Hey, come, you know. These are the times, these are the moments that are created Jesus set the way by coming for us. There is no greater story, there is no greater thing that we can do than to understand and believe who Jesus Christ is and what he's done for our lives. How can we keep that contained? How can we share without being obnoxious, like me, without being, you know, overzealous, the little moments? How many of us think about things that we're going to do that are grand, the grand plan? And we're working on the grand plan, always. You know, I'm going to record the 12-song CD and I'm going to go out on tour and I'm going to have a big tour bus and bring 
thousands of people to Jesus Christ. It's going to be amazing. But you've got to learn more than three songs and you can't read the music in front of you, right? It's the little moments. It's the little moments. You know, we all, most of us have kids, and if you don't have a kid, you will in a couple weeks probably, so we're <laughs> multiplying very rapidly. I think we've increased the membership by four this week alone, or this month alone. So, you know, yeah, it's leaps and bounds, we're, we're, we're growing. But, I, I forgot what I was going to say, that's pretty funny. But, you know, um, that's it. But, you know, God is using all of these opportunities in our fellowship, in our life, to grow us. And it's the moments that we have with our kids. It's the moments that we have that we can make the difference. It's the moments that you have with your wife or your coworkers that you just stop and listen and be there for them. Not preachy, not crazy, and invite. It's, it's simple, huh? The one moment. Can you do one minute? Sure you can. Sure we can. Be emboldened. That's what it says here. 17. Love, verse 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the world. Jesus Christ has set the way for us. How can we not sing and dance and scream and be quiet and to listen and to pray? Do you know that that's probably the most powerful thing that we can do is pray? You guys know that. Let's do it now. Father God, I just thank you so much for this time. Father, I thank you so much for Pastor Sam, his family. Lord, how they invest in us and they've helped us in so many ways just to know you more. Father, to grasp the next change or grasp the next thing that's going on. Father, we, we lift them up to you in prayer right now, knowing that they need you. They got stuff going on that, Lord, we have no idea. Father, just comfort them. Give them a peace of mind even now. Father, we pray for Jordan. Take care of him, Lord. We pray for his wife. We just lift them up to you as a body, as a community, and just say, Lord, they are yours. And do in them what you will. And Father, help us to come alongside and just be their family. Father, we pray for this fellowship. We pray for this gathering, this community of believers that's in this room. Father, embolden us to just take that next step, to be sensitive to your leading. Your spirit is in us if we know you, Lord. The scriptures proclaim it. And Father, we proclaim it today and say, use that in us, Lord. Give us that boldness for one minute and then times it by seven and then 70. Father, we thank you so much for this day. We praise your holy name. And Lord, as we just give it over to you, I pray, Lord, for the last 10 minutes of this service today that we could just fellowship and enjoy each other's company. Father, that we could just sing one more song and just be so grateful and so thankful for what you're doing in us and through us. Father, I pray that you would just continue to touch the lives that are here in this fellowship. I pray, Lord, for the, the love feasts that we have, that we pour ourselves into prayer, that we get on our knees and that we totally lift up 
our brothers and sisters who need our help, who need your prayers, who need your touch. Father, we give them to you. We thank you so much just for this time. In Jesus' name, amen.